This is a recording made in the chapel of the Open Book and it is number one of a series considering the prize of the high calling. There are statements in the scripture which challenge us a little bit. We read in the epistle to the Hebrews of a better resurrection. Well, better than what? We read in the book of the Revelation, Blessed are they who have a part in the first resurrection. They reign with Christ. And you may say, well, there's nothing like that in the teaching of the Apostle Paul to the Church of the One Body. But when we read the epistle to the Philippians, we read there not of the hope of our calling, but the prize of our high calling. And not only the word resurrection, but when you come to look at the original, it's ex-anastasis. It's the out-resurrection. You say, whatever's that? Well, that is the theme before us on some of these Sunday morning services for a period. And I'm sure that every one of us who are members of the body of Christ and rejoice in the high calling of Ephesians will only be too glad to have our attention drawn to anything which is associated with that which we will find particularly embedded in the epistle to the Philippians. So, I don't know whether you would like to turn to that epistle, but we shall be considering that for some of these Sunday morning services. Now, first of all, we want to get these things put into their right place. There are four basic epistles that are peculiarly addressed to those who are members of the Church of the One Body in relation to the dispensation of the mystery. I'm not telling you what you do not know. Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians and Second Timothy. But when you examine them a little bit, you find that Ephesians is basic, the hope of the calling, and Philippians is an exhortation to run a race, the prize of the high calling. Then you come back to Colossians, which uh, is basic again, and then Second Timothy, we have the urge once more to stand fast and hold fast, and the very words that are found in Philippians are found in the closing um, uh, Words of the Apostle in Second Timothy. Just look at that, will you, just to refresh your memory. Second Timothy. Chapter 4. Verse 6. I am now ready to be offered. I think you'll find that is a repeat. And the time for my departure is at hand to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. You see the echo. And then, instead of saying a prize, he says a crown. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. This is not a crown in the sense of royalty. It is the crown given to the one who wins the race. Well, now, you see, if there is this line of teaching in Scripture and we never express it, well, we're only half, as it were, instructed. 
And I'm sure none of us are going to say, well, I'm not worthy. Of course we're not worthy. But the point is, the scripture has been written for our guidance and learning, and if there is a race to be run, if there is a prize to be won, then it may be we should be doing despite to the spirit of truth if we say we're not interested. If you don't know what to do with the prize when you get it, when you get into glory, you'll know you'll lay it at the feet of him who loved you and gave himself for you. And those of you in this, who in my hearing, are parents of children. You know this, that when one of them comes home with a prize at the end of the year, the father and the mother, they've also got a prize too, for they share it. I remember when I was at school, I went four years without being late or absent once. It was an extraordinary thing, wasn't it? And I had four medals pinned on my breast. And when I came home, I'm sure my father had four and my mother had four. So the Lord will delight in us if we could only not really accept all these gifts, but run with patience the race set before us and seek to have something to lay at his feet at that day. So we shall be looking for some of these Sunday morning services, particularly at the Epistle to the Philippians. This morning we are making an introduction and a comparison between one and the other. If you look at Philippians chapter 3, chapter 3, 14, Sorry, chapter 3 and 14. He says in verse 13, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There's a term which belongs to the athletic world. I press toward the mark. And among other things, I forget that which is behind. It's no good entering a race if you keep on looking back to see what's behind. You've got to just be all out. And so he says, that's me. So we're not on the ground of salvation by grace here. We're on the exhortation I don't want to play with words, but grace in Ephesians is race in Philippians. Just a little change, you see. Well, in in chapter 4, verse 8, it says, um, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. He's evidently urging them to something over and above and beyond and the outcome of their original salvation. And these things are written for our learning. 
you will notice that um, there's a, a certain parallelism between Philippians and Second Timothy. There are these four epistles, Ephesians and Colossians being one pair, basic, Philippians and Second Timothy being another pair, exhortation. I think it would be worthwhile, as we're going to devote a number of these Sunday mornings, to take things quietly and steadily and ask you to consider the parallels between Philippians and Second Timothy. Now, whether you uh, would like to turn to the passages or whether most likely you know them already, let me just go through one or two and you'll see that this is not an accidental sort of parallel. In Philippians, the Apostle urges the believer to try the things that differ. Chapter 1, verse 10. Chapter 1, verse 10. He says, uh, And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more, and it's in abounding in knowledge and in all judgment, that you may approve, or I think the margin, that you may try the things that are more excellent, that you may be sincere and without offence till the day of Christ. So there we have this trying the things that are different. And the parallel is immediately in Second Timothy without turning into it, rightly dividing the word of truth. There's the two exhortations straight away at the beginning of both epistles or early in the epistles that you must keep in mind that there are different callings, different dispensations. Otherwise, you see, you can't, you can't run a race and expect to win if you say, well, do I go over there or do I run over there? So while you're arguing about that, the thing's finished. So here we have exhortation and illustration to get to know what is not only the prize, the hope of our calling, but the prize of the calling, and what course we are to run, and how we are to comport ourselves. And then if you think of Philippians chapter 1, verse 27, it says, Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you, or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Now you'll find this striving comes in 2 Timothy 2.5. I think it's perhaps wise to keep your finger in the passage so that we can confirm this. 2 Timothy 2.5 Verse 4 No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that it may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for the masteries, yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully. Well, it's obvious, isn't it? He's speaking about striving as an athlete in Philippians and repeats it with emphasis in Second Timothy. And then back again in Philippians chapter 3, Verse um, 14, 
He says in verse 13, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And there's a certain parallel in that, in uh, chapter 4 of 2 Timothy, the desire of the apostle expressed there, he says, verse 6, I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth a crown. Up till then, he wouldn't have said that positively. Now he says, I know. I have touched the tape at the end. So we've got this emphasis in Philippians and repeated in Second Timothy. Now, in without turning to the passage, in Philippians he calls it a prize, the prize of the high calling of God. In Second Timothy he calls it a crown, and as we've suggested before, the crown is not a crown of royalty, but the crown that is given to those who run. As you remember, the apostle has commented on it in another epistle when he says they do it for corruptible crown. Well, a, a crown that's made of solid gold and is hardly spoken of in the same terms as corruptible. But it was just a, 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 a few leaves gathered together and made a wreath to put on the head of the victor. It wasn't that that was valuable, but the fact that you'd won it was the point. So he says, he has this crown. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. And again, in the in uh, Philippians one twenty three, I, I uh, you know he uses another term. He says, "I am in a strait." I'm in a fix, I'm in a strait between two. Having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better, nevertheless to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. Well, that's the spirit. Not merely what you desire and wish, but what claims have to be met upon your time and your service, and even if it delays your blessedness, so we have this expression here, uh, the word, I, I desire to depart. Well, you get the same word in chapter 4, 6 of Second Timothy. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. In Philippians he said, I'm just going on for a period longer for your sakes. But he says, now the time has come. And uh, instead of anybody, instead of the apostle having to decide it, it was being decided by the powers that be at Rome, for he was going to be executed. Well, that's another part of the story. But he says, I desire to depart. But he's going to depart. And the way he goes, of course, is not in his control. And then, in Philippians 2.17, he uses another rather full expression. 
He says, verse 17, Yea, and if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. That's a wonderful expression to use. He's not usurping the place of Christ, but he's standing very near to the same spirit. If I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith. I wonder how many have looked at that verse when they thought, well, I'll go in for the ministry. I'm not speaking of anybody. I only know the term is used. And there were used to be in some families, of course, the idea that one son would go into the army and one would go into the legal profession and the other one would become a minister. But here is an aspect of service. Yea, if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith. Now, will you notice that that comes to pass in 2 Timothy 4, 6? For I am now ready to be offered. I was willing before, but time has come. I am now ready to be offered. And the time of my departing is at hand. So I think without labouring the matter further, you can see that there is a perfect balance between these two epistles and the one will help the other as we go through uh, later on. We distinguish in the scriptures between that which is the gift of God cannot possibly be attained in any way and that which is over and above the gift of God a prize or a reward or a recognition that we must never mix them. Our salvation is by grace. Our justification is by faith. The forgiveness of sins is through the precious blood of Christ and we cannot move a finger to make it more secure or even to attain unto it. But after we are saved, after we belong to Christ, after we become his children, then there are certain things that are suggested in the scriptures that we may do because of our new relationship. And among other things, there is this high calling of God in Christ Jesus before us. So far as our uh, adoption is concerned, that is to say being placed as a son and an heir, that is guaranteed already in the scriptures. We, we don't merit it. It's, there, it's, it's God's own will. But after you are an heir and your inheritance is secure, you can then win an extra prize. And if you win the extra prize, you'll please your father immensely. So I feel that we need not hesitate about this thought. There is such a thing as a better resurrection and when we read the context of that better resurrection in the epistle of the Hebrews you find it belongs to those who sacrificed everything they had that they may obtain a better resurrection so it was not wrong to seek out for this extra or in the book of the revelation blessed and holy are they who attain unto the first resurrection they live and reign with Christ 
for the thousand years. That's another calling, but the same spirit. And then, in connection with the um, the word uh, that I may attain unto the resurrection of the dead, which we find in Philippians, as I've already suggested, it's not quite exactly as it stands there. You don't have to attain unto the resurrection of the dead. There's nothing to attain. You can do nothing. If God doesn't move, you will never move. But the word is not the ordinary word resurrection. It's the word exanastasis, something which is out from among, something separate and extra. Extra, I said, yes, that's right. And here we have something then which is associated with willingness to be offered, running a race, forgetting the things which are behind, stretching forth unto the things which are before, and looking off unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, notice this, even Christ had this sort of something in front of him, so that we need not think it's wrong for us to think of a prize, who for the joy that was set before him endured a cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the throne of God. Now I feel that it would be a wise thing for us who already rejoice in the glorious teaching of Ephesian truth and we know in some measure what is the hope of our calling that we turn our attention for a little time to this something which is added to it. Not only the hope of our calling which is secure but the prize of the high calling which is held out as a special reward. Now if anybody in the congregation feels that they are not wishing to even enter for a reward, that's their affair. But if God has said, I'm only too glad to give you a little extra, and we turn round to him and say, I don't want it, well, that's rather bad. I'm sure nobody takes that line. So will you be prepared on these following Sunday mornings that we take the Epistle to the Philippians. I'm not going to take one verse out of it now. Take the Epistle to the Philippians itself and follow its teaching so that we may be given what the Scripture has for us to learn, not only about our blessed hope and our salvation and our justification and our peace, but that which belongs to the afterwards when we rise and walk in newness of life, when we can run the race that is set before us, and I'm perfectly certain that if any one of us in this congregation should ever attain unto the prize, there's another one who's going to be uh, proud, as it were, too, that is the Saviour who gives it to you. So that, so that we will not stress the prize in the sense that we merit it, will stress the fact that we desire to please him and leave whatever the consequences may be to his grace.